It's great to sing this song that Jesus was born uh, to give us second birth. And so when you think about all that Jesus sacrificed and all that he went through, it was for this moment. What we do in baptism is we are celebrating the fact that people have heard that Jesus is Lord and have accepted him and have received salvation, second birth, eternal life. And the waters of baptism symbolize that. And so we have five of our brothers and sisters who are going to be baptized this morning, and we get to celebrate with them. This is the joy of Christmas. This is what is most beautiful about Christmas, is that Jesus came among us, that he might save us, that he might rescue us, and that we might give testimony to what a great and amazing God he is. And so I invite you to join with us as you hear these testimonies to worship God and to celebrate what only he can do. And so we begin this morning with the first of our five baptisms. This is Ava McCormick, and she's going to share her testimony with us. This past August, I started my freshman year of high school. Not only has this year opened my eyes to what goes on around me, but it's made me discover more about myself. I've grown up in a Christian-based home my entire life, but going to public school can change your perspective on everything. We go to church every Sunday, we pray before dinner, and we read our Bible. But it always felt like going to school the next day, I would live a whole different lifestyle than I would at home. Although at home I'd be surrounded by love and support, going to school the next day felt dark and lonely. Kids would tease me for being a Christian, which was tough as a teenager. I'd also struggled with body image, anxiety, and self-love at the time. So multiple times a week, I'd catch myself in tears and sometimes even wondering what it would be like for this feeling to go away and not to be alive. The, the people I surrounded myself with ar around at the time did not help with this at all. Their life always seemed so easy, partying, wearing whatever they wanted, and getting to sleep in on Sundays. And I had to live the strict life, as they called it, wearing modest clothing, rejecting invites to parties, and I had to wake up early for Sundays on the weekends. They influenced me to believe that church was just a task I had to do for my parents to be proud. Soon later, I catch myself coping with my insecurities by acting like the people I surrounded myself with in ways that didn't reflect God, like foul language and poor actions. This life felt so much easier. There was no stress at all. I'd even tried stepping away from God a few times to see what it was like. Well, I was wrong. God instantly told me that was the worst decision I had ever made. My anxiety got worse and everything just kept going downhill. It felt like there was no point of life anymore. A few months later, a mutual friend texted me, inviting me to a small youth group they were hosting at their house. At first, I was super hesitant about going and knew it would be far out of my comfort zone. I slept on it that night and woke up the next morning feeling like God was telling me to give it a shot. That was the best decision I'd ever made. Just a few minutes after arriving, I had multiple people coming up to me saying how glad they were I decided to come. Till this day, I go once a week to this camp, growing so many new friendships and most importantly, worshiping God together. This opportunity has helped me learn so much about myself and most importantly, helped me grow my relationship with God. It's changed my entire perspective of myself and the Holy Spirit. Through all the struggles of life, even though the unchristian route seems easier and being the church girl seems harder, the route of finding love in yourself and happiness through the sorrow world we live in is God. God is the answer. God is love. God is the healer. So today I am publicly announcing that I put my trust and faith in God through the highs and lows that life throws at me and I give my life to him. One verse that sticks with me is 1 Peter 5, 7. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Amen. Yep. 
Ava, have you placed your faith in Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and promise to follow Christ and Christ alone? Yes. Because you do, my sister, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with him in the likeness of his death, raised in the likeness of eternal life. This is Ben, and he's going to be sharing a testimony with us as well. Uh, hello, my name is Ben. I've lived at, in a Christian household all my 19 years of living, and I have now answered God's call to get baptized and tell my story. I have always gone to church on Sundays and wanted to learn more about our maker. In my sophomore year of high school, my family went to church less than before, and this caused Satan to creep more into my life. That year, I had formed an addiction to pornography. This made me waste time and caused me to forget God's word. It distracted me from the things I loved in life. I have tried to stop this addiction alone several times, but I could not manage to control my sin. One evening for high school ministry, Josh Carhan talked about 1 John 1.9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. I also remember learning that day that we need to talk to others about our own sins so that others can help you stay away from them. That message meant to me that I needed to tell someone in order to get the sin out of my life. I took this message to heart and told my parents about my problems. Now I'm here to proclaim that sin no longer has control okay in my life, and now I want God to take control. Amen. Ben, have you received the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? Yes. And do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and promise to follow Christ and Christ alone? Yes. Because you do, it is my privilege to baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with him in the likeness of his death, raised in the likeness of eternal life. This is Ben's sister, Isabella. <coughs> Hello. Oh. <coughs> Hello, my name is Isabella. I'm 13 years old. I come from a shaman family background. I'm happy to say that I'm the fourth generation who's become a Christian from my dad's side. Of, um, I've attended Calvary Church most of my life. I even attended Kids in Action on Wednesday nights. But like most kids, I never really thought much about the stories and lessons that we learned. I, I just thought it was about f fun and coming to church to be with friends and playing games. Um, <clears throat> the people were nice and they cared for us. It was great. Growing up, I had an adult friend that I loved like an older sister. Her name was Emily. Um, she would take me bird feeding by the river, take me trick-or-treating, and so many more things. But when I was seven, she passed away in a car accident. When, when I found out that she passed away, I was so overwhelmed I was, uh, I was so overwhelmed with sadness that I was too shocked to cry. 
I felt alone and didn't understand why she had to pass away. And it made me believe that life was really sad. I didn't know what to do, and I didn't want to tell anybody about how I felt either. In 2020, my uncle Sue passed away from cancer. In 2021, my my grandma passed away too. Um, I didn't understand why the people I loved kept passing away. Uh, life was even sadder now that I made. But life, life was even sadder now. Oh, oh, life was even sadder now. It made me worry about life. This past October, I went on a fall retreat with the seven eighth graders, um, with Calvary Church. It was a lot of fun, but it also changed me. Pastor Rodney told me many, th- taught me many things, especially about s- spiritual warfare. He had said that spiritual warfare could be in the little and big things that get in between us and God. <clears throat> when I heard Rodney say that, it made me think about most things in <clears throat> it made me think about most things in my life that could be related to the spiritual warfare. Like how sad like how this sadness in my life is something that's coming between me and God. And how a lot of stuff that I that I do, like yelling at my siblings or disobeying my parents, is pulling me from God. It made me realize that only God can help me get through with all the pain and suffering that comes in life. It also made me realize how sinful I am and how much I need Jesus in my life to keep me together and, and have joy. I, I know I'm still young, but looking back in my life, God put all the people in place that helped me get to where I am today. Standing in front of you all. My family, Emily, Miss Leslie, who helped me send me to church on Wednesday nights when my parents were too busy, and all the teachers who taught me that God loves me no matter what. And, and because of that, I wanted to get baptized today to show that, all, that I want to follow Jesus forever. One, one, one of my favorite verses that helps me um, every day is from 1 Peter 5, 7. It says, Cast, casting all your anxieties on him, because he cares for you. Amen. Isabella, have you received the Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and promise to follow Christ and Christ alone? Yes. Because you do, it is my privilege to baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with him in the likeness of his death, raised to new life in him. Amen. This is Mark White. He's going to share testimony with us. So I had the good fortune of being born and raised in a wonderful Christian family. We went to church regularly, and I got saved when I was in middle school. Earlier this year, Jim asked us to write down a list of times that Jesus showed up for us. I thought I'd share one of these stories. I was at work one day, and my boss shows up at my cube and tells me he has a great opportunity for me. This so-called opportunity was to give a presentation at the Society of Cosmetic Chemists National Convention in Philadelphia. Two problems. I'm not a chemist, and I don't like giving presentations. (laughs) So I'm at the convention, as my time draws near, I'm getting more and more nervous. The MC goes up on stage to introduce me and I start making my way to the sage. 
my nervousness turns into a full-on panic attack. It's so bad, all I can hear is my own heartbeat. There's no way I'm going to be able to give this presentation. This is going to be a humiliating failure. So standing there, the side of the stage, I close my eyes and I pray, Lord, please let me calm down. And instantly, his presence washes over me. And I was totally relaxed. After that, that presentation was a piece of cake. <laughs> so, yes, my life was going well. And then I made the mistake of taking my focus off Jesus. I started relying more on myself. I turned my relationship with Jesus into a Sunday morning event and a quick prayer every night. I allowed the sins of pride, selfishness, arrogance, greed to take over my life. I became focused on my career and building my 401k. The long hours at work may have helped me with my so-called career, but they ended up ruining my marriage. My wife and I are currently in the process of getting a divorce. Thankfully, I have Jesus to lean on during this difficult process. As Tom said in one of his sermons, the answer is always more Jesus. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Mark, have you received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? Yes. And do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and promise to follow Christ and Christ alone? Yes. Because you do, my brother, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with him in the life of his death. And last, but certainly not least, we have Don Armbruster. Good morning. My name is Don Armbruster, and I'm here today to plant a tree. I know that may not sound very spiritual, but for me, it's a good analogy of what my baptism means to me at this point in my faith journey. I'm sure all of us have things in our life we wish we, wish we would have done differently, or perhaps much earlier. At times like that, I sometimes ask the question, when's the best time to plant a tree? And the answer is, a long, long time ago. I then say, well, since we didn't do it then, when's the second best time to plant a tree? And the answer to that question is, today. As I have observed many baptisms at Calvary over the years, I've heard incredible testimonies of radically transformed lives, freedom from addictions, and dramatic conversions. But none of those testimonies is my testimony. I was born and raised, born and raised in a home where we were taught to follow Christ from a young age, and I can honestly say I've never really looked back. Throughout high school, college, and my career, I was never ashamed of my faith, and I believe most people knew I was a Christian, which is one of the many reasons I used to justify not being baptized. I also didn't put off baptism because I somehow felt my sins didn't warrant it. Like the Apostle Paul, I recognized that Christ Jesus 
came in the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. When it came right down to it, I avoided baptism because of pride, which is really the root of all sin in the first place. In his sermon on baptism several weeks ago, Jim mentioned many reasons that people put off being baptized, one of which was, well, I can't be baptized now, or people will know I was never baptized. <laughs> well, now you know. <laughs> In Matthew 28, Jesus says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And in John 14, 21, he makes it clear that whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. So because I love Jesus and because I want to follow his commands, I am here today to be baptized. As I was praying about my testimony, the Lord brought me to Psalm 71, verses 17 and 18, and I will close with this. Since my youth, God, you have taught me, and to this day I declare your marvelous deeds, even when I am old and gray. <laughs> Do not forsake me, my God, till I declare your power to the next generation, your mighty acts to all who are to come. received Christ as your Lord and Savior for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and promise to follow Christ and Christ alone? Yes. Because you do, my brother, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with him in the likeness of his death, raised in your life. Page Neal, one of my favorite verses, Psalms 46 5, says, God is within her, she will not fall. I'm growing up in a Christian home. I'm the youngest of five children. Both my father and mother became Christians in their 20s, were baptized here at Calvary, and got married a few years later. I accepted Christ in my heart as my Lord and Savior at the age of 10. I began to realize early in my life. My own struggles with sin, making poor decisions, and sassing my mom and dad. There are many temptations around us, from social media, peer pressure, and influences. As a young girl, these struggles have shown me how much I need Christ to capture the true joy and peace he offers. I've never forgot my commitment to faith and importance, challenging myself to honor Christ and to love others. Recently, we moved back to Michigan from Indiana, my parents prayed fervently to make sorry, my parents prayed fervently to make the move to Indiana five years ago, and God made it clear to move. The last couple of years when the pandemic hit, my parents started praying again about moving back to Michigan. God was not as clear in this decision. My parents were uncertain, but kept praying, waiting, and beginning to look for a house and a place to live in Michigan. In those prayers and following actions, God opened up an opportunity to move back. God seemed to be telling my parents and us to relax because I've got this and I'm in control. Amen. We found a perfect house near, 
the Rockford area that fits our needs, that showed me the true power of prayer and trusting in God's guidance. That same prayer and guidance is why I'm up here today with you. I'm standing up here to announce my confession of faith and my commitment to continue following Christ for my entire life. I know I'm going to face trials, concerns, and struggles, but my hope comes from God's continued leadership in my life to take the right path, make mistakes, learn from these mistakes, and pray for God's righteous hand on me. I want to finish up with a final verse. Isaiah 46.4 says, I will be your God throughout your lifetime until your hair is white with age. I made you and I will care for you. I will carry you along and save you. Thank you. Amen. Paige, have you placed your faith in Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and promise to follow Christ and Christ alone? Yes. Because you do, my sister, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with him in likeness of death, raised in the likeness of new life. Next, we have two brothers, Logan and Lincoln. And Logan, you're going first, right? right up here. Good morning, Calvary Church. My name is Logan, and today I will share my story with all of you here and online viewers. My story begins two years ago when I was 11 years old. I had a friend named Hunter, and he was a funny guy, and I could always talk to him when I felt down or just when I wanted to. Fast forward two years, and we were still friends, but he didn't really talk to me anymore. I then figured out that Hunter and some other people were talking bad behind my back. After that, I wanted to hurt myself and others, leading me to a mental hospital. After three days inside the hospital, I, I, uh, I decided to talk to a chaplain at that place. I told him about my life, and he prayed for me. He prayed that God would change my life. And when I got out of the hospital, I decided to let Jesus into my heart. And after that, something changed. I made friends and I learned new skills. I was happier and my life had changed. It was truly a miracle for me, my parents, my siblings, and everyone who knew me. Amen. Logan, have you accepted Jesus uh, as your personal savior for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and promise to follow Christ and Christ alone? Yes. Because you do, my brother, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with him in the likeness of his death, raised in the likeness of new life. And this is Lincoln. Good morning. My name is Lincoln Hackman. My story starts one night when I felt very sick. I did what I felt was better than any medicine, prayer. After a while, something weird happened. My head felt cool, and I was better. God had helped me. A while ago, I spent time with my grandparents. One day of that week, I was about to go to bed. I closed my eyes and saw the most terrifying monsters. My brother said to me that Satan was filling my head, so Logan prayed for me. I closed my eyes, and they were gone. God had blessed me with a wonderful stepmom who taught discipline and helped me to be a better person. My grandma, Grandma Kim, sadly passed away last year. This year, my great-grandma sadly passed. I wish that I was able to spend more time with her. 
It was very sad, but God helped us through it. My favorite verse is Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leaves me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. That is why I'm getting baptized today. Amen. Lincoln, have you accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and promise to follow Christ and Christ alone? Yes. Because you do, my brother, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried in the likeness of his death, raised in the likeness of the resurrection. This is my nephew, Brady Osi. Awesome. Hello, church. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Brady Osi, and I'm the nephew of Pastor Jim. For as long as I can remember, I've been a Christian. I grew up in a Christian home, and every week sat in this very sanctuary in those old, uncomfortable pinkish pews every Sunday. <laughs> I don't remember having a coming to Jesus moment where I ran into my parents' room at a young age declaring my salvation or had something hit me in a sermon where I knelt down and accepted Christ or anything of the sort. I just always believed and knew God was real, and that was it. And that's how my spiritual life was growing up. God and my faith was just a part of me. Not the main part of me, but just a part of me. I had the academics part of me in classes, I had the sports part of me in the gym, I had the friends part of me when in social settings, and I had the God part of me in church on Sunday sermons and in Wednesday youth groups. But as I moved on into college, I didn't have the built-in Christian institutions anymore or pressure from my parents, and my spiritual journey became much more of a choice. Now, if I didn't want to go to church, I could choose to sleep in. If I didn't want to read my Bible at night, I could just binge the office until I fell asleep. If I didn't want that Christian part of me anymore, I could just so easily cut it off. But God was good, and through a lot of ups and downs, he showed me that no matter what happens, not only would he be there for me, but he'd be there for me to love me and protect me through everything going on, whether it be dealing with idolatry and temptation, handling relationship problems and singleness, or even just managing when life got sad. So for the last couple of years, I've been working to help make God not just a part of me, but the very center of my life and involved in everything I say and do. And he's been so faithful throughout that journey, providing so much spiritual support as I finished college, but also as I moved to South Carolina after I graduated, where I've met some amazing and transformative people and found a truly foundational church community while also still being able to stay in touch with some great people from Michigan who I absolutely couldn't be where I am today without. I still have a lot of good days and bad days, sometimes rely on myself too much, and I'm absolutely not perfect. But in God's eyes, I am perfect. And I know that he loves me, he's there for me, he'll never leave me, and that I want him involved in every single fast of my life because he just makes everything better. One of the main verses for me recently comes from Philippians 4, 6 to 7, which says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Brady, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and promise to follow Christ and Christ alone? Yes. Because you do, my brother. It is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, <clears throat> the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with him in the likeness of his death, raised in the likeness of his death.
This is Devin Klein. Morning, Calvary. I accepted Jesus into my heart when I was five years old, so I didn't really know what it was like before knowing Jesus. I would always tell people about my faith in Christianity, but about three years ago, I got to a point where I started feeling like I was going through the motions. I told my friends I was joining the Army about a year ago, and they said that as a soldier, I wouldn't be able to follow God and his plan for me. I almost listened to them, but I fell back on my Bible to seek guidance. The next Sunday, Pastor Jim had a sermon about fear, and it hit pretty deep. It showed me that God had heard my prayers about being fearful of the next step. About seven weeks into basic training, I was at a point where I was asking God about the strength I needed to get through our next field training exercise. I opened my Bible to Isaiah 40, 29 through 31. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will, not, they will walk and not be faint. It was another sign that the Lord had heard and was doing great things. The next week, we had baptism at the post chapel, and I felt God was calling me to be baptized. But I chose to do it here at my home church in front of my family. Amen. Devin, have you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and promise to follow Christ and Christ alone? Yes. Because you do, my brother, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with him in the likeness of his death, raised in the likeness of the resurrection. And last, but certainly not least, we have Kirsten DeMoss. Good morning. My dad had a phrase he used to say about going conversationally deep with someone, scuba diving. And since I'm standing in water, and we're about to go very deep, we're going to scuba dive. I've had a really good life with godly, loving parents, siblings who love each other and love the Lord, and never really knew time without God. But the last couple of years have held a darkness that I've never known. They've held too much death and deep grief, new scary diagnoses, pregnancy loss and waiting, watching people I love suffer senselessly and begging a silent God for healing. Somewhere in the midst of it, I decided I was done weeping at the feet of Jesus. It felt like he was watching my pain and deliberately turning away. I felt forgotten in the fire. Somewhere, oh, so I, I stiff-armed him for a while. I still believed he was real, but not much else. And the days that followed were covered in a darkness I will never return to. Pilgrim's Progress described it better when it says, during that awful moment, it seemed to her that she was actually looking into an abyss of horror, into an existence in which there was no shepherd to follow or to trust or to love, no shepherd at all, nothing but her own horrible self. 
So after a couple of months of wallowing, I swallowed my pride and prayed one more time. God, I am so sick of coming to you. If you care, you have to come to me. And in that moment, after months of his silence, he answered me with one single word, Emmanuel. He already came. I had let suffering erase my, my remembrance of the goodness of God. But when he reminded me, his faithfulness came flooding back. I have seen too much of the goodness of God to really walk away. I felt like a dog with my tail between my legs coming back to him. And he, he tucked my embarrassed little head into his chest and reminded me that he was already there. It was me who decided that following him was too costly and I didn't deserve this suffering. But the only thing I deserve, Christ took to the cross. Hebrews 5.8 says that Christ learned obedience through suffering. So why shouldn't I? My circumstances have not changed since then. There have been no miraculous healings or answered prayers. But God, who is rich in mercy, loves us so much that he gives us new life through his son. This doesn't mean that life is easy. It means we get him. He is the answer to our unanswered prayers. And suffering with him is far better than any comfort this world without him. So Father, I trust you even when I don't understand you, even into the waters of baptism, because I have decided to follow Jesus and there's no turning back. Kirsten, have you trusted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and promise to follow Christ and Christ alone? Yes. Because you do, my sister, it is my privilege to baptize you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with him in the likeness of his death, raised in the likeness of his resurrection. The overwhelming joy we feel, family members, coworkers, friends, church members, is just a tiny sliver of how Jesus feels. This makes it all worthwhile. And so I invite you to stand and to join us in worshiping this great savior who is writing each one of our stories with his love and his sacrifice and his mercy.